Hello and welcome to Kill Life Abroad. My name is Andre and I'm joined by my co-hosts Alexa, Nathan and Yustan. Olympic fever has hit the world again with the commencement of the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympic Games in which Ukraine will be sending a team to compete. This week we spotlight some of the team, the events and some of the political tension that looms in the background. This and more on Sakradonia Ukrainsi, the podcast for all things Ukrainian. The Winter Olympics have officially started in Beijing and once again Ukraine will be sending a team to compete. Now for those of you who are thinking Beijing sounds kind of familiar, well then you would be right. That is because Beijing had the Summer Olympics in 2008, which makes them the only city to have held both the Summer and the Winter Olympics since the start of the modern day Olympics. Ukraine will be represented by 45 athletes, 26 coaches, 10 doctors and masseuses, and seven technical staff. Now, previously, we have talked about Ukraine's prospects and their achievements in the Olympics in episode number 52, for those who are regular listeners, or if anyone wants to check it out, uh, we spoke about Ukraine in the Summer Olympics in regards to Tokyo and how their performance has been in the years leading up to it. Now, unfortunately, Ukraine is not as strong when it comes to the Winter Olympics. Now, if we're going to do a comparison in the previous Summer Games, Ukraine Ukraine received one gold medal, six silver medals, and 12 bronze medals, totaling 19 medals all up. However, in the previous Winter Winter Olympic Games in 2018, Ukraine only received one gold medal. In the 2014 Winter Olympic Games, they received one gold medal and one bronze medal. And in the 2010 games, Ukraine received no medals. So if anyone is thinking, well, this may be a repeat of the summer games where we saw, you know, 19 medals in total, statistics would show that it most likely won't be. But nonetheless, we are going to be supportive of the team, no doubt. And we hope that the athletes will, you know, do their best and do their country proud. So I'm just wondering, what kind of events is Ukraine competing in? So Ukraine is competing in almost every sport this year, except curling, hockey, and speed skating. And this is because um, the International Olympic Committee this year, in a bid to increase the popularity of winter sports, has increased the number of players that are able to uh, qualify. And so that's allowed Ukraine to send a slightly bigger team than in previous years. Um, And in general, uh, Ukraine's team is quite... um, gender even, so there's 24 men and 21 women, and um, there are a few firsts, so it will be the first time that Ukraine's competing in bobsled, Um, they're competing in something called Nordic Combined, do you know what that is, Yustan? Yeah, so Nordic Combined, like so many of our wonderful winter sports, is a very strange uh, collaboration or amalgamation of different winter activities. It does make you wonder how these things started, whether a a, a group of very enthusiastic winter sports people decided to come together and, and come up with some strange things to do together. But effectively, Nordic combined is ski jumping and cross-country skiing all at the same time. So it's actually quite a fun sport to watch because everyone does the uh, the ski jump. They start with the ski jump and then they move on, swap their skis and start doing 10Ks in terms of cross-country skiing. So it's got a grand start and probably a little bit more of a less climactic ending. 
but it is nonetheless a sport that is very much beloved in the Olympics. But the Winter Olympics do have a bit of a tradition of doing these kind of combined events uh, for those who know about the biathlon where cross-country skiing is again involved with going around, lying down in the prone position, shooting targets with a gun, carrying that gun back on your your back and then going around in circles several more times if you miss. So yes, such are Winter Olympic sports. So the biggest contingent of athletes that Ukraine is sending is to the biathlon where 10 Ukrainians will compete for the opportunity to win a gold medal. And as I mentioned earlier, bobsled and skeleton skiing. Is it skeleton? Skeleton is not skiing. Skeleton is a... Okay. So there's, there's several degrees of crazy when it comes to bobsledding or the bobsled track. The probably the most uh, logical way of doing it would be to go inside an enclosed vehicle known as a bobsleigh, the two man or two person or four person. Um, and then the second more crazy way of doing it is to do luging, where you lie on your back on a sled and go down either. Oh, by is that the one where they're like, else. yeah, where they're on like a little skateboard basically, and they're going down the tunnel or like basically, the tube. The tube, that's right. And then skeleton is the most insanity level version of that particular sport, where you take that sled and you go front first with your head down on your tummy down the uh, down the track. So I guess you get bonus oh points, <laughs> bonus danger points for doing skeleton. Isn't <laughs> Luge the one at, that the um it was that the Georgian guy died in before the opening ceremony in Sochi? It wasn't in Sochi, it was in Vancouver, but yeah, that was uh, the unfortunate accident that happened. Um, and that was actually pre the opening ceremony, as you say. So there's, some of the sports have already started to broadcast, but interestingly, since Vancouver, I don't believe we've seen any luging or skeleton events ahead of the start of the Olympics because, I mean, they are quite dangerous events in general. And that brings us to the opening ceremony, Andre. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so... The two Ukrainians that will be uh, flag bearers, uh, the first is Oleksandr Abramenko and the other is Oleksandra Nazarova. So uh, Oleksandr, he will be participating in the freestyle skiing in the men's aerial as well as in the mixed team aerials for Ukraine. So a few other people to watch out for, in addition to our our bearers, as we get the Olympians coming in for the opening ceremony. So in the snowboarding, we have Anamari Dadancha, who perform in the slalom. She's the only representative in snowboarding. In the ski jump, we have um, Vitaly Kalinchenko, Yevhen Maruchak, and Anton Korchuk. And they've uh, represented... um, there hasn't been anyone representing in the ski jumping since 2010. So this is a really positive step where they've actually brought uh, athletes in again. As Alexa mentioned, there's a lot of people in the biathlon, which is great. Um, And that's where we always do represent. Even if you've watched the Winter Olympics recently, you would have seen Ukrainians represented in that sport. Uh, And as mentioned by Alexa earlier, the bobsled will be the first time we're contesting at the bobsled. It's a women's bobsleigh. Um, and the representative is, which is Lydia Gunko. So keep an eye out for those names. But I think it's also important as we talk about um, how the how Ukraine is focusing on building out its winter sports teams. Uh, it is also focusing on this because Ukraine sees a Winter Olympics beard potentially in Lviv and the Karpaty or Bukovel region um, as probably the most viable way for them to have an Olympics. And interestingly, we've, I think we've talked on previous times about the potential of a full Winter Olympic Games in, in Ukraine, but there is actually very serious talk at the moment 
actually bidding for the Winter Youth Olympics in 2028. So what's the Winter Youth Olympics or what's the Youth Olympics? So there's actually a Youth Olympics that runs counter to each summer and winter and winter Olympics. And they're basically in the alternate years and they're there to allow for younger athletes uh, who aren't quite old enough to compete at the full Olympics to have an Olympic Games experience and kind of hone their skills and, and get get used to the whole process of being in these big international events ahead of uh, their premiere at the full Olympics. So um, it's probably a good opportunity in terms of timing for Ukraine to have their you know their next generation of athletes actually potentially be very competitive by that stage. And I think to end off, we can probably cover the uh, new rules that the Ukrainian Ministry of Sports has given out to Ukrainian Olympians, and that is that they are strongly advised to take no photos with Russian athletes or to speak with Russian media during the games. So what do you think of that, guys? I think it's pretty smart, personally. I, I think we may have... I don't know if we ever talked about it on the show, but I remember being there being some quite awkward moments where uh, I think the I think the Russians may have won gold, the Ukrainians won silver in the uh, team synchronized swimming during the Tokyo Olympics last year, yeah. and um, it was quite awkward to see the teams interacting, and you weren't sure what was going to quite happen, and obviously the tensions weren't even near what they are, um, you know, particularly at this heightened moment. So I think that's pretty important uh that they've they've made some ground rules. I know as well um on, on that point, Alexa, that um the US Olympic team has been instructed by its leaders as well um to uh not to fuel the Ukrainian crisis um by, you know, reminding everyone that the Olympic truce is in effect for Beijing twenty twenty two so that, you know, um yeah. So I think from that perspective it's it's worth noting that there is a bit of conscious worry about you know what this particular winter olympics might have in involvement to that situation in ukraine um there's already been much talk last week or the week before that putin wouldn't move potentially on ukraine during this time because they that he didn't want to he wouldn't want to be seen to spoil uh xi jinping and the chinese communist party's big show um he and in fact putin is in is in beijing at, as we speak um preparing to attend the opening ceremony of the olympics so whether that gives a respite only temporarily to ukraine um is unfortunately way too familiar to what we experienced during sochi and then the the 2014 conflict start um so it, it's always very it's it's sad that we're at another winter olympics apprehensive about where ukraine will be uh post olympic games but we obviously because of that i think we should all be cheering on the athletes even harder and and hoping to hear Ukraina play especially when there are a few other countries around as well to hear it yeah and a lot, a lot of people also say that you know that oh, the olympics is a sporting event and it shouldn't be politicized but Look, in the past, it has been politicized. I mean, there was the boycotts of the US against the Soviets and then the Soviets against the US. So there has been a history of, you know, the political sphere, political sphere spilling over into the Olympic Games. And I just think this is just going to be another example of, you know, how the Games reflect the actual situation in global politics. In the news this week, President Zelensky has announced the formation of a new alliance involving Ukraine, Poland and the UK. 
The announcement comes as both Prime Ministers of Poland and the UK are in Kiev for high-level talks with President Zelensky. Ukraine's Foreign Minister, Dmytro Kulaba, has announced that other nations are invited to join the partnership. Separately, later this week, the leaders of the Netherlands and Turkey are scheduled to visit Ukraine for further high-level talks. Poland has joined the growing list of countries that are providing Ukraine with military aid in response to Russia's buildup along the Ukrainian border. Warsaw has made an offer of several different options among which Ukraine must select its choice. It is assumed that Ukraine will be supplied with Poland's PZR Grom, a derivative of a Soviet-made portable anti-aircraft missile system. The system has a range of 5.5 kilometers and can hit a target of up to a height of 3.5 kilometers. Ukraine has test-fired its new NLAW anti-tank missile launchers. As reported earlier, the NLAW missile launchers were given to Ukraine earlier this month by the UK in response to Russian aggression along the border. Oleksandr Truhin has been kicked out of President Zelensky's Servant of the People Party after footage emerged of him attempting to bribe police officers. The incident in question happened after Truhin was involved in a car crash in Kiev where he injured six people. At the scene of the crash, Truhin showed signs of intoxication. In the video, he attempts to bribe officers with 150,000 of unspecified currency. Up until the release of the video, his case has been progressing slowly, with Truhin being protected by high-ranking officials. Let us know which stories you'd like to hear by reaching out to us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Also, be sure to check out our newsletter. Join us next week for more Ukulafa Broad content.